Welcome to Season 2 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes in defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 44 is entitled, Science and God. Scientists see the power of God every day when they study law and observe the heavens, but they do not necessarily comprehend God. Science cannot comprehend God because of the principle of fragmentation. Science sees the universe as the fragments of a broken mirror that they must piece back together. Science sees facts, but they do not comprehend truth. There is no Hindu parable made famous by John Godfrey Sachs in his poem, The Blind Men and the Elephant. It was six men of Indostan, to learning much inclined, who went to see the elephant, though all of them were blind, that each by observation might satisfy his mind. The first approached the elephant, and happened to fall against his broad and sturdy side, at once began to bawl, God bless me, but the elephant is very like a wall. The second, feeling of the tusk, cried, Ho! What have we here, so very round and smooth and sharp? To me tis mighty clear, this wonder of an elephant is very like a spear. The third approached the animal and happened to take the squirming trunk within his hands. Thus boldly up he spake, I see, quoth he, the elephant is very like a snake. The fourth reached out an eager hand and felt about the knee. What most this wondrous beast is like is mighty plain, quoth he. Tis clear enough the elephant is very like a tree. The fifth, who chanced to touch the ear, said, Even the blindest man can tell what this resembles most. Deny the fact. Who can? This marvel of an elephant is very like a fan. The sixth no sooner had begun about the beast to grope than, seizing on the swinging tail, that fell within his scope. I see, quoth he, the elephant is very like a rope. And so these men of Indostan disputed loud and long, each in his own opinion exceeding stiff and strong, though each was partly in the right, and all were in the wrong. To understand God, one must comprehend the whole. All creation is evidence of the existence of God. Putting aside the theories of man that are often falsely derived from true scientific discoveries, every discovery of science is one more piece of the puzzle. No true scientific discovery will disprove the existence of God. The Hubble telescope, for example, should be embraced by Christians as a gift of God that allows man to penetrate a portion of the infinite creations of God. All ages had astronomers. However, no other age in the history of the world could observe the creation of stars, black holes, and the formation of galaxies as our age can through the Hubble telescope. Yet we are moving further away from God than any other generation. Former ages used the heavens as evidence of the existence of God. We are using the evidence of God to prove that God does not exist. We use the independence of God's laws to prove that God is unnecessary. Scientists scour the heavens with the same inscrutable scrupulousness as they scrape the earth. However, even with all their knowledge, perhaps no age knows more about the works of God and less about the majesty, the mystery, and the glory of God than our age. Science is very equipped to teach us about the temporal creations of God that are subject to entropy. 
The universe that science observes moves from order to disorder. We cannot always trust the theories of scientists, but we can trust science when scientists stick fast to the scientific method. Faith in God has never been and will never be based on the evidence of science. The findings of science can validate faith, but the findings of science cannot generate faith. Science can never prove or disprove the existence of God. Those who base their faith in God through science will make neither good Christians nor good scientists. Worshiping the creation rather than the creator is the highest form of idol worship. It may feed the mind, but it will never feed the spirit. To all Christians I say, never fear truth regardless of the source. Be patient with paradox, but never put your trust in that which is founded entirely on decay. God is a creator and truth is found in eternal things. However, we should never turn our back on science. What science has to offer will save us a lot of grief and will bring great pleasure. We simply must keep science in perspective. Ask yourself what the following statements have in common. 1. There is no God. 2. There is no free will. 3. There is no intelligent design. 4. We are robots. 5. We are biological machines. 6. We are slaves of genetic determinism. 7. We are slaves to environmental determinism. 8. The universe will end in a giant heat death, a big explosion, a massive deep freeze, or in maximum equilibrium. 9. We descended from apes. 10. We are a mere stage in the evolutionary process. 11. The universe was created by accident. 12. We are an accidental collocation of atoms. 13. We will evolve into other creatures. I could continue, but those 13 are sufficient. The soundness of an argument depends upon two things. One, that the major premise is true. And two, that the conclusions logically follow from the premises. If, for example, you believe our behavior is entirely governed by temporal laws, it logically follows that we do not have free will. In fact, that is precisely the argument set forth by Mr. Stephen Hawking in his book, The Grand Design. He said, quote, It is hard to imagine how free will can operate if our behavior is determined by physical law. So it seems that we are no more than biological machines and that free will is just an illusion, unquote. The other 12 conclusions above are derived from the same argument. The truth of the conclusion depends entirely upon the hypothetical statement, if our behavior is determined by physical law. All 13 arguments above put forth by modern science are based on the same false assumption, that everything moves from order to disorder. In a world based entirely upon temporal law, everything has a beginning and everything has an end. In other words, everything dies. If you accept that premise, then one can see how all 13 conclusions above might be assumed. It is ironic that Mr. Hawkins' book is entitled The Grand Design because science rejects intelligent design and believes in an accidental universe. Practical science functions beautifully by relying entirely upon temporal laws. In the temporal world, all laws have conditions, meaning there is always a cause and always an effect. Existing knowledge of law allows science the liberty to make confident predictions based on inductive and deductive reasoning. The scientific method is ingenious in practical science. 
without practical science, life on earth would be miserable for all of us. Theoretical science, however, when it is related to the 13 logical fallacies above, cuts itself loose from practical science and bases its conclusions on false assumptions. First, I believe there is no God, therefore God does not exist, is a logical fallacy. All of the 13 statements above are statements of belief and have no soundness in argument. Therefore, they are all logical fallacies. Science cannot prove or disprove the existence or non-existence of God, or the existence or non-existence of intelligent design, or the existence or non-existence of free will, and so on. That which science cannot prove, science does not believe. The great fallacy of science is that it is unwilling to accept its limitations. They are a known authority in one thing, Therefore, they want to be known authorities in everything, which is the second biggest logical fallacy of science. Before religion gets too arrogant, religion cannot, using the scientific method, prove or disprove the 13 assumptions above either. Faith in God is the only power religion has. Once one believes in God, one can see evidence of God everywhere. One can see free will in every decision we make. Faith comes only by the Holy Ghost and faith precedes the miracle. Science will never accept that, yet faith in Christ is the only foundation upon which Christianity can build. To all Christians I say, in science, stick strictly to the rules of science. The scientific method is safe. In religion, stick to the conditions outlined in the Holy Scriptures. The Holy Scriptures clearly define the rules of faith. If you allow science to determine your religious beliefs, then you have already lost your faith. If you allow your religious belief to determine your faith in science, then it is probably best that you find another profession because you won't be a very good scientist. I repeat, never be afraid of truth wherever it is found, even if it is found in science. God will survive the petty potentates of puny science. From a strictly scientific point of view, the popular conclusions above are logical. The reason they are logical is because science can only deal with temporal laws, with reducible matter, subject to entropy, with the observable universe, with beginning, middle, and end, with time and temporal matter, and with death. They deal only with that which they can see, hear, touch, taste, and smell. They cannot believe in that which they cannot see. They have their paradoxes, such as dark matter, but they are slaves to their paradigm. Their paradigm rules their interpretations. If you discount the soul, if you discount intelligent design, if you discount God, then where can you go but to the 13 assumptions stated above? Enters Christianity. Christianity hit a low point, however, when it allowed science to determine its religious beliefs. Science hit a low point when it took on the role of religion and began to pontificate over the existence or non-existence of God. Christianity hit a low point when it did not allow science to do what science does best, study the laws of the temporal world. Science hit a low point when it did not allow Christianity to do what Christianity does best, teach about God. One of the silliest things the world does today is to assume that those who believe only in science and those who believe only in religion are somehow different. Scientists fancy that they are logical, and those who believe in the supernatural are not logical. Religionists fancy that they are right, and scientists are wrong. Truth gets lost. If you would like a parody of the battle between science and religion, 
Merely look at politics in Washington today. People in power, regardless of the source of their power, whether science, religion, or politics, automatically assume they are right and everyone else is wrong. They assume they know what is best for the world and will tolerate no opposition. It follows the old adage that might makes right. Truth gets lost and common sense dies. It may come as a surprise, but many scientists are not interested in truth. It may come as a greater surprise to learn that many Orthodox Christians are not interested in truth either. They are interested in validation of their preconceived opinions. And Einstein will come along once in every hundred years to shake science from their comfort zone. But science will kill their prophets just as religious fanatics will kill theirs. However, in a very short time, science and religion, one wearing a white coat, the other a white collar, brothers under the skin, will settle into their newfound theories and busy themselves proving why they are right and everyone else is wrong. That is where they fall into fallacy. Protecting one's opinions leads to orthodoxy, and truth becomes victim to a cause. There is no greater villain to freedom on earth than a self-righteous cause. Historically, truth has very little relevance in science or religion. History is filled with the corpses of those who dared to contradict the orthodoxy of either. Science is a religion and subject to all the fallacies that religion is subject to. When truth is not the primary quest, then whether it is religion or science or politics, they will wind up as slaves to orthodoxy. We should not fragment God. God is unchangeable. God is a God of order. God is a God of law. God is a God of light. God is a God of intelligence. God is a God of power. God is a God of knowledge. God is a God of truth. God is a God of creation. Therefore, put those together and what do you have? God is omniscient and omnipotent. He is a God of truth, light, law, and intelligence. He is the God of all creation. Wherever you find truth, you find God. However, like the blind men and the elephant, you cannot draw all your conclusions about God from just one aspect of his nature. Temporal laws will not give you the whole picture, but neither will spiritual laws. Alone, temporal laws lead to the fallacies listed above. You must also have spiritual laws, which we call the commandments of God. We study the temporal laws to understand how God governs his temporal creations. We study spiritual laws to understand how God governs his kingdom. Temporal laws teach us how laws work together toward a single end, making our temporal world more livable. Spiritual laws teach us how we should work together for maximum joy. They reveal our divine potential and our divine nature. Spiritual law teaches who God is and who we can become. God is God of both temporal laws and spiritual laws, of mortality and immortality, of the laws of earth and heaven, of death and the resurrection. All the attributes of God are delineated under one great whole, and any fragmentation will not reveal the true picture. Those who deny science deny themselves the knowledge of how God works in creating temporal worlds. We are part of earth subject to the laws of earth, and science excels in teaching us of those laws. Those who deny religion deny themselves of the knowledge of who God is, a God of justice and mercy, of law and order. Creation is a shadow of the Creator. Law is but a shadow of God. Some put their faith in shadows. Law is not God Himself. The most devout Christian and the most devout scientist should both guard against idol worship. 
Those who worship spiritual laws are as guilty of idol worship as those who worship temporal laws. God is the God of all laws. Worship God and you will see God in his creations. Worship his creations and you will never know God. Law is the power of God manifest in creation, but law is not God himself. God is our Father. Jesus Christ, his Son, is our personal Savior. God is love. He died for us. Since the Word, the law, and the commandments of God equal truth, sin is the transgression of the Word, the law, and the commandments of God. Our age has greater advancements of science than any other age and the greatest knowledge of the creations of God, but the least regard for truth. Paul saw our age clearly when he said, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. 2 Timothy 3.7 Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast. In Defense of Christianity is available at ronaldmesser.com.